Hi, welcome to Bear With Me, the Quirky Queer Zone. The place where we'll get our take on the world from the queer bear point of view. You can contact us by emailing at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com, all lowercase, and Instagram at podcastbearwithme. And we're your hosts, I am Stephen. And I'm Mark. So, today is... Today is the 27th of December, sorry, 29th of December, <laughs> um, same as our last, the last podcast we've just taped to make up for the one that you accidentally lost, so I believe again we'll start yes. with our apologies and retractions at the beginning. Yes, so I will apologise for deleting the third podcast. I'm sorry. And I would like to thank one of our listeners for their question of, should we have an audio of Stephen being whipped? As an apology for losing the podcast, unfortunately, I don't own a whip. We do have a spatula, but it doesn't have quite the same sound. So if anyone would like to donate a whip to said audio casting, we will happily accept that. Please message us on the Instagram page or email us for an address. Absolutely not. That is not going to happen. So Christmas has just been, so happy Christmas to everyone who's listening. Doesn't matter what time of year you choose to listen to this. What did you do for Christmas? What did I do for Christmas? So my plan originally for Christmas was to go down and surprise my friend um, with Christmas dinner because he doesn't really do Christmas. All his family get together and he doesn't really go. So I was going to go down, take the turkey, all that, cook Christmas dinner. But since I decided to do that and now he has moved in with his boyfriend, so I stayed at home. So basically you were being bitter and rejected. I would be bitter and re- He didn't know I was doing it. It was a surprise. So it's all good. You could have still surprised him and his boyfriend though, could you not have? No, because it would be really weird. Because well, I've not met his boyfriend or anything. So it would be like just me rocking up to their house. This random person. Um, and you are and weird. I am weird. Um, but they were doing a lot of things with um, the boyfriend's family. So... Um, just been awkward. So what about you? What did you do? So my Christmas was fun. I went back to my mother's uh, in the borders. So that was very nice. I had um, the whole extended family round. However, my sister had taken my mother up shopping the week before, and unfortunately, she has broken her arm. Uh, my mother, not my sister, <laughs> and which meant that uh, me and another sibling rallied round to do or help prepare Christmas dinner along with my partner. So we served up a lovely Christmas dinner. It was done for Christmas Day. A um, couple of pictures from on my Instagram from yes. Christmas things. So so very yes. different. We tend to, because half our family are my mother's, everyone else is at home with children, we tend not to do presents until after lunch. So we didn't open a single present until 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Day. That would kill me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of Christmas presents, Stephen, thank you very much for the lovely gift this year. I got um, more than a welcome. selection of origami paper and monsters. So lots of fun. The paper is beautiful. The paper is beautiful. I think I'm going to frame that rather than fold it. It is very pretty. But you've got loads of it. So I think there's like five sheets of every design, I think. I think something so. like that. I think so. But yeah, it is beautiful paper. I saw it and I was like, oh, I have to get that. And, and, more, and more importantly, Stephen bought me a replacement um, product, which I've been after for a long time. Yes. So heels do um, an ID puffer stick. You cannot get it in the UK because they are not allowed to use the branding D-Puffer. And Stephen lovingly imported it. And the reason this was becoming a bit of a point of contention is because my other half had decimated my product. And thank you for my gifts. I will systematically be going through the gym. There was a, a running trend though with gifts everyone has got. Well, this yes, year. I got gin, like everything. Gin chocolate, gin marshmallows, gin bath salt, gin, tonic for gin. <laughs> um, things to put in gin. It was amazing. And I also, from yourself and David, I got a My Little Pony equestrian castle, which I can't wait to build. Indeed. Which will be built and there will be pictures of it because yes, I've already bought additional products to go with it through the year. 
Yes, so I'm actually looking forward to doing that. Um, so, so um, Christmas over and done with. Quick question for you, Stephen, which we forgot to kind of talk about, yes. uh, which is a bit of fun. So how did we come up with the podcast name? So, so as people have heard, we've called our cast a podcast, Bear With Me. Yes, so the the reason that, I, th- I think it was definitely a group, sort of joint decision. When does two people become a group? I know. <laughs> it was a joint decision, so in general, me and Mark can have five conversations at the same time. And we eventually get back to the original conversation. So it's that, bear with me, I will get back to what I was talking about ten hours ago. So a lot of this with me with Stephen will be, Stephen will start off talking about someone. And then go, you do know who this person is. This is a picture on Instagram. Oh, by the way, they have this puppy that does this. Let me show you this other picture of what the puppy is doing. And I'm still there going, what was the original topic? (laughs) But we always get back to it. So it is that, bear with me. I'll get back to you. And obviously, because we are two bears. So we go, we're going to go back into our movies this month. So we've had yes. a lot of movies this month. So a lot of really good releases. I think most of them have already had any spoilers out there. So we are just going to talk about the movies. Yes. They have all been out long enough now that I don't think we can kind of really ruin anything that no. anyone's, anyone's not seen. So we do apologise if you haven't seen the movie yet. Maybe just if you hear us talking about the movie name, just don't listen to it or fast forward yeah. to the next section. Uh, so the first one we went to see, um, which was um, was it Star Wars? Star Wars, new Star yes. Wars. Yes, we went to see the new Star Wars. You're not a big Star Warsy fan. Is I'm that not correct? a Star Wars fan at all. I However, have... I believe this one made you a little bit moist through yes. some of the actresses. Oh my in it. god, Gwendolyn Christie! I love her. She, I don't know what character <laughs> she played. She played the shiny stormtrooper. Yes. Um, is that, so she was a stormtrooper? Was she not the general? I don't know. She was a shiny stormtrooper. see which one she is. Anyway, I think Gwendolyn... she was the girl with the pink hair. No, that was Laura Dern. Oh my god, that was Laura Dern. And it was purple. I'd like to point out I've just been shot the filthiest yes. of looks. Yes, you have. I can't believe you don't know who Laura Dern is. He does. He's just trying to wind me up. Um, no, Gwendolyn... <laughs> Laura Dern was in Jurassic Park. And there's a silence while he tries to remember the first Jurassic Park. Well, I was glad you gave me a rest, there's been many Jurassic Parks. Yes, parts. the first one, the original Jurassic Park. The other archaeologist. Um, archaeologist? Yes. No, that's not correct. Paleontologist? Paleontologist. Yes. So that's Laura Dern, who also was in the second or the third one, where she was only in two scenes, but got paid something like $5 million. Awesome. Although my favourite meme from this still is um, her head with Miss Slocum pasted don't, over it with the same hair. I loved Laura Dern's character. I thought it was amazing. Um, but yes, Gwendolyn Christie loved her. You instantly recognise who that is just with the voice. You didn't even need to know that it was her. That's really about it. That I know about Star Trek. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I did, did you do that time. on purpose? No, I did it all the time. I did um, send one of my friends who is a massive Star Wars fan. I was like, Star Trek was okay. <laughs> and he's like, are you just being a cunt? Or was that like by accident? It's like, no, it was being a cunt. Um, so Carrie Fisher's role in it, after obviously them keeping that yeah. pressure down... I thought her role was going to be a lot smaller than it was in this movie. Yeah. The, the movie feels really well done with her story arc in it. And I think they're going to struggle for where they go next. She yes. was so much more important in the story yeah. than I thought she was going to be. Um, and I get people complaining about some of the scenes she's in, and yes, they're cheesy, but I think people forget it's a kid's movie. It's yeah. not. It's not supposed to be a high-end movie. It's there for family entertainment. It's sci-fi. It's not a high-brow drama. It is. And to be honest with you, if you've not seen it, there is a moment where you think she's going to be dead. Yes. You think that's the moment they're killing her off. And then her and finger twitches. <laughs> and she comes back, 
And to be honest with you, if they left it there and they killed her off there, it would have still been a phenomenal yes. ending to a character. And the fact they kept it going was great. Still quite surprised with them, um, and not surprised with Luke Hammond's character. Luke Hammond? Mark Hammond. Mark Hammond's <laughs> character. Uh, the way they took him. Um, but, but interesting. As a movie, it felt a little bit disjointed. It feels like lots of little movies bolted into yeah. one. But I think what was exciting watching it with you is you were more excited with some of the cinematography in it. Yeah. Some of the scenes were so... For all the story was dull. Some of the artwork and some of it what they done. It's phenomenal. Like we've spoken about before, I any any movie, I tend to look at how things are shot, the photography of it, the colour... All that. That's kind. Of, that's kind of what I like. So yeah, there was a, there was a few scenes that were just so beautifully. A lot of it was background painted, and a lot of it was CGI, but it was so beautifully done, and the contrast was amazing. It was the scene where Laura Dern's character shoots whatever spaceship she was in into the other one. I don't even. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally. I know nothing. Of, I genuinely. I know nothing about Star Wars. So where she turns around and aims towards the Imperial fleet. Yes. That. As soon as it hit the the cinematography, the colour, how it was shot, how it was cut and scored, was just beautifully done. And there was a Pokemon like Fox. Oh, and the, I don't, the squidgy thing. I can't remember what it's called. Not now. the squidgy thing, the foxes, the, the diamond foxes. Oh, the Pokemon thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. The the completely, we don't need this character, but we are going to sell this merchandise, yes. goddammit. Yes. And then the little chicken thing that the wicked eats. That's my favourite scene. That was stuff. so good. <laughs> It's like, mm, makes sense, why would you not eat them? Exactly. And then you're unsure if it's in the Millennium Falcon because it's a snack for a later, yeah. or it's a pet. And then it gets hit on the window. <laughs> but um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was almost three hours long, I think, it was something like that. It didn't feel like three hours. It didn't feel like three hours, and for someone that's not a fan, for to go in and think this is going to be three hours long, and then enjoy almost every moment of it, was really good. Um, I think we are planning to go and see it in the, the 4DX. I think we're going to try the 4DX because we've not tried the experience. Yeah. So we may as well have a shot. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and then the next one we went to see was um, a Muppets Christmas Carol again. Yes. So we went to see Muppets Christmas Carol on Sunday morning. I think it's been out in cinemas for over 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen it in the movies. And it was lovely to see. It was a real nostalgia kick. Yeah. Um, lots of singing and dancing through it. Would have been even better if I'd seen it from the beginning. That was not my fault. I was there on time. I believe I was there on you time. You were there on time. But the person that we went with was running late because he slept through his alarm and text messages. I'd like to point out the boy was there on time. If we'd gone to the movie after the boy had had his coffee, we'd have been in on time. However, you delayed me in going to get more stuff, which is what you asked me to do, and therefore us being late into the movie I'm was taking, your fault. I'm so not taking responsibility for that. It was not my fault. It was absolutely your fault. It was absolutely he was on, not my He was fault. on time. We could have gone through if we'd been organised and had everything else ready to go from arriving. Okay. Okay, I, it was your fault? No, I, I I, admit that the timing wasn't perfect, but it was not my fault. He literally got into the taxi ten minutes before the movie started. So, Which still means he was there on time for the movie starting. So in actual fact, me and him were both ready to go in. Uh-huh. So, Bob's Crystal Carol was what yes. it was, done on the tin. Again, lovely movie to watch you with children sitting behind you. It, we did forget to mention this in our last podcast oh. when we went to see Jumanji. Um, there was it was a very quiet screening. I think there was only half a dozen people in the cinema. Yeah. However, in the seats directly behind us was a, a junior watcher. A woman with two children. It was a nightmare and agony. And the little girl just kept talking all the way through it. 
What's funny is everything she pointed out was usually the same thing Stephen would point out through the movie. She was just getting there first. But it's cute and adorable when I do it. When I hear someone else do it, it's annoying and frustrating. <laughs> we did, get, but you can see, we talked through the Muppets Christmas Carol because there was one or two funny moments of both me and the boy looking at you waiting for tears. And I didn't cry. I, I didn't. Don't <laughs> be like that. I did not cry during the Muppets Christmas Carol. Welled up so much. I did not. That's a lie. And then... Um, Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect 3. We did. So Pitch Perfect 3, the movie which probably should have been the second movie. Yes. Um, it, it, it's a story arc. It would have made much more sense as a second movie. Fun. Head fluff. Music was it nothing was, spectacular. It you was were nothing. very excited about one of the members. I was very excited. So one of the sort of rival bands, I suppose, is... It, like the first one and the second one, it turns into a competition. A riff-off. Yes, a riff. The riff-off was amazing. The riff-off was done very well. It was. And Ruby Rose was in one of the bands, and I'm a huge Ruby She was Rose in the fan. girls' band, which has some ridiculously in, inappropriate... Yeah, was, forever, forever moist? Ever moist. Ever moist. Ever moist. Something by But I love Ruby Rose. Um, I th- I think she could do no wrong. The only thing that would have, be- would have made it better was if Cara Delevingne was in it. And then I would have just been in heaven. Who's she? Cara Delevingne. She's the model that was going out with Rihanna. She was in, um, I want to say Ender's Game, but it wasn't Ender's Game. Valerium. Valerium. Right, so the other lead actress. Yes. Valerium. The other lead actress? The, the, the only lead actress. actress. Oops. Just because he yeah. looks like a girl. <laughs> they um, yeah. The very gender neutral and it was very strange. Yeah. So um, that's Cara Delevingne. Again, I think she's an amazing actress. I think that would have just been perfect for me. Old, fa- old fashioned movie trick. They've done that opening sequence of this is, this is the end. This is the end, and we're going to show you how we got to that point, which was great because you get to see them perform a song twice. And it's, the second time you watch it is so much better. Yeah. And so well done. And they, they keep, on the second one, they kept like skipping time as well. So there was a scene upstairs, there was a scene downstairs, but they would go back like 10 or 15 seconds. So you would hear like the the chorus again. So it, it turned what was a thing to happen in that song into like eight minutes, which was absolutely brilliant. Because it was an amazing acapella. It, it was so fun to watch. But disappointed with the final song. Just, yeah, just, you just, were. Just it didn't give me that goosebump feeling which the last two movies yeah. have. Um, so the first movie, I love that mashup, um, and yeah. I wish they'd done something similar to that to close this movie with, and they didn't. Um, don't get me; it was a lovely, lovely ending, lovely George Michael song. It was. To finish with, but not a closing movie it, song. It wasn't. I think they were they were going for the emotional impact of it. And again, you, you had said when we came out that you thought that that was maybe the last scene that they filmed. Because it is, you, you can't see it wasn't acting. There was raw emotion in that because this is the last movie that they're going to be doing. I think if they do another one, it'll be the new Bellas. With maybe one of the other characters coming back to coach or something. Oh, Fat so, Amy's going to be back. Oh, yeah. She can get a job. Oh, yeah. But I think that's probably where they're going to go with that, where they might have like one character coming in or coming like with that. It just fell flat for the ending. And then what else? And then between Christmas, after Christmas, we went to see The Greatest Showman. Yes. Is it Great Showman? Great, Great Showman. Showman. Great Showman. <laughs> Which is a musical. <laughs> Which is a musical. And okay, so anyone out there who didn't realise this, who didn't realise that it was a musical? I didn't realise it was a musical. I had seen the trailer, what, four times, I think? Something like that. And the only part that was musical was when the bearded lady was singing. And I thought that was just her act in the circus. Not that it was actually part of the overall movie. Zac Efron's in it. That should have been a giant clue it was going to be a musical. 
Zac Efron was also in Baywatch and there was no singing. There was singing in Baywatch. There's a dance sequence in Baywatch. There's a dance sequence, but he was not singing. So you can't prove that just because Zac Efron was in it. It was good. Zac Efron technically did not sing in High School Musical 1. He mimed to someone else's vocals. What about 2 and 3? Shut up. So yeah, I do. Speaking of High School Musical, we are going back to do another one. I like a ten-year reunion. Oh oh, oh, we're going God. to see that. Oh, we have to. Yes. I think I'm busy that day. <laughs> uh-huh. oh. We could do a recap and watch all. Of these no, ones. no, no. There no. we go. You could just go and see the one. Absolutely not. I had to see My Little Pony. Did I you get your Sierra Pony? My what? Your Sierra Pony? Not yet. Oh it's, my God! It's going down in price soon, so I'm going to need a lot of do you know what? The only reason you didn't get that for me for Christmas is because you told me your parents had bought you it. Yeah, no, I thought, well, they said that they were going to, and I was like, I'll, I opened on my gift, and I was like, but I, 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 I don't have her. <laughs> I can't believe it sings as well. I know, it does. It's really good. There's another one as well that you can style into her hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, back to the greatest showman. Yes. Um, I. Okay, it's not Moulin Rouge for me. It's not got that same high-end value production. No. However, there are some great songs and there is some great dance routines. The High yes. Wire routine with Zac Efron and Zendaya when they were singing Really Write the Stars was it was phenomenal beautiful. to watch and really well filmed and just some great silhouetting. Yeah, through. they had to have filmed that for days, I think. But again, same with the lady playing the opera singer. Yes, her song done very well as well, and and still you. I, I think how they done the movie, there was a lot of things you could see obviously happening, but a lot of things watching. Like, oh, that's clever! Or oh, I like how yeah. they've done that this time round. And it was it was interesting. It was worth watching. Bit of a problem with the the guy playing the smallest man. Yes, I'm not sure if that's actually his voice or if I, he was voiceover. I just I think it was voiced over because I think it was a child voiced over with a male vocal. It, it just felt out of sync. It yeah. didn't. It didn't. Whether the vocals have been re-recorded, maybe, maybe or, or not. It just felt slightly out yeah. of sync to the character. Although, although I didn't like who was playing Queen Victoria. I don't know who it was. I just I didn't like who the actress yeah. was. It was, it was definitely it was a, for comedic value rather yeah, than... Yeah, rather than Queen Victoria, rather which Victoria. I kind of, kind of begrudge. It's that kind of like, mm, there's many options to make Queen Victoria look something. That was a cheap-ass option. Yeah. So well done, you guys. Um, think that Have you seen, seen anything else on your own? Um, I don't think... No, I haven't. No? Because uh, it's, it's been, like, obviously Christmas and just before Christmas, so I've been working a lot and really horrible shifts. Yeah. Work is always um, fun at this time of year. We do have um, three billboards... Ooh, coming off Ebbing, Missouri. Coming that's up. second. That's the second because it's yeah. the unlimited screening, so it's an advanced screening that we're going to see. Awesome. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing that. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else yet. I'm quite looking forward to the Churchill. Yeah, the finest. I think it's coming called, out. Or finest. I'm I'm enjoying all these kind of World War Two, World yeah. War One dramas we've had just recently coming through with BBC Productions. Yes, uh, which has been interesting. Was there anything else? I think that was it, movie wise. The, the trailers have all been a bit. I think. Because we've, we've done such a batch all in one go, the trailers were all a bit kind of like, uh. Yeah. Although, back on to servers who do very good jobs and servers who do really bad jobs at cinemas. <laughs> we did have the lovely one who was lots of fun for ice cream. Yeah. Oh, she was, she was lovely. Great. She, was, she was fantastic. She was great. I think she was trying to kill me, though. <laughs> I did yes. genuinely think she was trying to kill there me. There was all the sugar in the whole place <laughs> you got in a cup. Um, it was great, though. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it's also the first time I've ever been asked to put a bag in storage when, yeah. when we've gone, which was really unusual. Um, so I don't know if they expected the screening we were going to see to be busy. It was either that, or maybe they've had a couple of people taking in like 
um, bottle bags and been drinking in the screenings. Yeah, possibly. But they have a bar in the cinema, so it's that kind of. It's like, not open at the moment. Oh, is it not? No. One year they've lost the license. No, they're refurbing it because they've got the four. It's a cinema Oh, so the ah, right, of course. That might be right. Um, so, yes, on top of that, we then done something together, didn't we? We then went to do something fun. Or rather, you've done something fun to me that you yes. told me you would do through the summer. I um, did. First of all, we'd like to point out we went to do this without the gingers. So, we did. Ginger 2. <laughs> Which I think we should go Ginger One, Ginger Two. Ginger so One and Ginger Two. Ginger One, we've both known for the longest, and then Ginger Two would be the newer one. Yes. So, so Ginger Two was supposed to come because he's interested he's, in some form of body modification. Yeah. So, like when we were supposed to go, was it May? Yes. May or June? And I don't think he's brave enough to have a tattoo. I, no, I think that's too permanent for him, to be <laughs> honest. But again, we can ask him when he comes on. Eventually. So yes, in May we were going to get your nipples pierced. Yes. So as a as a lovely gift to me, we went to get that done the Saturday before Christmas, maybe yes. two weeks ago. Um, and you came in lovingly to get some pictures with your um, lovely piercing. Friend. I did, Sarah. I um, love Sarah. <laughs> Sarah was yes, and she is lovely. lovely. So she done one, which was fine, and went that went in really easily. lovely, and no problems with that. And she went in love the second one. And I think you jumped just as much as me when I that one went through. Did. Your whole body just twitched with pain. <laughs> it was very sore. But th- thankfully, we do have some pictures. We'll put those up yes. as well, just for comedy value, because obviously I'm sure you people are interested in seeing what we're getting up to. And yes. um, so plus, they do seem to be healing okay, which is great. That's one, good. one has been fine. The other, this, That second one is still a bit... A bit nippy, but we're also yeah. looking into what new to get PS on Steven. Yes. So, to all of our listeners out there, anyone who'd like to suggest anything that Stephen can get pierced, uh, please let us know. I'm quite happy to take pictures as they push a pin through that. Yes, it will not be my penis, because I've done that being there, not happening again. Technically, you didn't get your penis pierced. But I didn't. It was the flesh underneath the shaft. And what happened to that one? My boyfriend at the time may have ripped it out with his teeth while he was giving me a blowjob because he didn't want to get another two. Vile boy. It's not, I can't believe he caught it with his teeth at all. He did. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't feel it when it ripped out. It was when he had a mouthful of blood. <laughs> the, <laughs> I know. It was horrible. It's like something in a really bad SM movie. No, that I know. It, it was horrible. It's like, I, can't, I didn't notice it at all. Um, it didn't look like a drag queen. But he, he obviously felt there was something extra in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just thought you had chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he purposefully ripped it out so that I wouldn't get the other two because it can take up six months to heal. Wow. And he, he didn't want to be sexually inactive for six months. Whereas I was quite happy to do because I wanted the piercing. So, so yeah, so I'm not getting anything near my genitals pierced. But you were thinking dermals, weren't you? Yeah, I wanted to get a dermal behind my right ear so you can see it through the tunnel that I have. We'll take a picture of this and put a little dot so you can see what we're talking about yes. on the Instagram page. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm planning, but I am open to suggestion. Um, uh, my suggestion is we get a nice Diamante stone in no. it. Maybe rainbow coloured. No. Can't have anything on my face for work, so I can't get my nose done. You've um, already got your nose done. Yeah, but I hide that at work. <laughs> well, you try and hide it. Yeah, so I can't really get anything facially done. But yeah, I do want to... That I think the dermal is probably the way I'm going to go. I'll be thinking about that for a while. We get your little horns. No. Um, no, you, can, you know you can get like horns like yes. screwed into your skull? Yes. That, uh, no. That's a bit too much. That's a bit too permanent. Uh, and we've also got some questions. 
to kind of go through this yes. as well from the end. Um, all the questions come from the Instagram page rather so, than the email. So is it the Instagram page? So it's, it seems to be the Instagram page that most people want to communicate with, which is, is fine. The email literally only set the email up so we could get an iTunes account. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is what it was for. So yeah, we, ha- we have... I think so, so the first one is um, circumcision. It's an Instagram circumcision. Yes. So, so, so the first part of that question was, should it be a personal choice should should parents not be allowed to make that at birth should it be something that you grow up and make as a choice uh, and what do we prefer ourselves? what is our preference um, and that came from that came from robobear71 so if anyone wants to follow him on instagram or see the person who's asking us yes. these questions we it's, recommend you go and look at yes and i may tag him in a post at some point <gasps> so that people can go straight from our instagram to his that would make sense um so from my point of view, I think it's a very difficult subject. I think if it's a religious thing, then why would you be giving your child a choice often with yes. religion? You're not giving that choice. You're inducted into whatever your parents yes. choose. From my point of view, you know, I'm not circumcised, but I had, had to have a phrenorectomy. So for anyone who doesn't know what a phrenorectomy is, it's where they cut the piece of skin which attaches a foreskin down the shaft of the penis, uh, down to the head, because that was effectively joined at the very top of my penis. I had that done in my 20s uh, to release it down. It just means basically my foreskin goes back a lot better than it does. Now, I did have my PA at the time, so there was a lot of comedy and conversation from the doctor. So I had it done under local, so I was awake. So they do all of this whilst you're awake, whilst my penis is talking to my kidneys and they're trying to pull it out to cut this. Uh, Whilst he's in there stitching away, going, oh, by the way, I've put the stitches to the opposite side of your hole so you can put your ring back in. So that was very considerate of him. That was. Um, I, I think it's, for all people say it's a personal thing. Now, unless a doctor is checking a child's penis at the time, if you have someone with a, with a tight foreskin, and again, living in, in the UK where a lot of people are uncut, there is nothing worse than, than playing with someone whose foreskin is tight and then yes. having to have that conversation with them going, have you thought about circumcision? It will make a massive difference to your life and the sex life you can have. Yes. Going on to the religious thing as well, um, going back to what you were saying, when it is religious, the, a lot of the doctrine about it is doing it at birth or at a very young age. So if it is that religious aspect, you don't really have a choice. It's a, it's a difficult one. I do think it should be a personal choice whether it's a religious matter or not. But again, you're not going to change millennia of religious teaching. It's as simple as that. I'm personally, I'm uncut. I'm not sure what I prefer, to be honest. Depends what I'm doing. Okay. Do you want to clarify and expand well, on that? Do, so if I'm with a random hookup and I think, right, this is great. I want them to come quite quickly. It is so much easier to make a cut guy come than an uncut guy. It is so much easier to hit all the right spots on that uncut head. Yeah. To make them glow and you're done very quickly. Not saying all people are like that, I just find it personally it's easier. Um, and again, a lot of people who maybe don't have uncut experience, they can be a little bit rough on, on, on yes. that experience. Um, the, the best example is still Bad Moms yes. and her poor pink hoodie. Oh, I Do not love, follow that example. I loved that scene. It was when she had the hoodie on and she was not, not anyone can see it, but if you've seen the movie, I'm literally squirming, <laughs> like Kirsten was squirming. And it was just amazing. It was, it was so true. <laughs> to just work it out the head there. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. That was such a fantastic scene. Um, I actually don't have a preference. I really don't. Aesthetically, I think cut does look better. Mm, depends, because you get some weird get, ass cut penises. 
Same yes. as you get some weird ass uncut Yeah, dicks. you do. You do. And there's nothing worse than when you're chatting to someone and they send you a picture of a very unattractive penis, <laughs> whether it's cut or uncut. See, that um, would be the better question there. And um, what was he called? Um, Robo Bear. Robo Bear seventeen seventy one. Seventy one. Is what makes a prettier penis? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually don't have a preference. My regular hookups, a couple of them are cut, a couple of them are uncut. I'd like to point out at this stage, you know, most people have one or two cut-ups. Even there's a regulars in both options. I do, I do. <laughs> I'm not a tramp. <laughs> don't whisper things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I, I personally I don't have a preference. If it is uncut, it can't be tight. It's, it's a frustration. Absolutely, it's it a frustration really and... People don't like to talk about it when no. there is something wrong. Same with if you if someone's cut and the circumcision is not pretty, yeah, or it's not being done very well. It's very difficult to have that conversation to go look. You maybe want to go and get this tidied up. You've got a bit left from here, and and, and those conversations are much more difficult. But you know, at the end of the day, sex is sex. It's usually more about the person and the yeah. kiss for me than it is about the penis. I, I love that you're okay. I, Stephen's I, I, completely I, opposite. Stephen's yeah. all about the dick. Uh, I. I like a dick in my mouth. I'm sorry, but... Mouth, ass, hair, ear, nose. Not hair. No. No. The whole nose thing just... Oh, it makes it makes me want to gag. It really oh. does. Should we speak about gag? Okay. Do you want to speak about gag? <laughs> Stephen always makes me laugh because he's just discovered recently that, you know, for someone who was like, oh, no, you know, I have a really bad re- gag reflex, a really bad reflex. What's happened to your gag reflex just recently? It's gone. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> so better. Oh my god! Um, but even when it, even when my gag reflex developed again, guys like the sound of like someone almost vomiting with their dick down their throat. So you know, it swings and roundabouts, I suppose. Uh, and then we have another question from um, Leo's question again. Leo, who is Leo? Right, but uh, two seconds. Hi, Leo. Stephen apparently doesn't know your contact information no, on the I top do. of his head. I do. So he contacted me on my personal Instagram, so I'm going back to that one. So it's not that I don't know. It's Leo Bear UK. I know that. He's been a long-time friend and supporter. Apparently he knew that, Leo, just not off the cuff. Oh, he knows that's a lie, and he will be listening to this. He knows that's a lie. Be careful for the editing so it makes Stephen sound like he knows exactly no, no, what he's no, talking about. I will keep all that in. So the question was, have you ever had one of those good friends who gets a bloke and then you never see him? You basically lose your friend. And then they break up and you get your friend back for a hot minute. Oh, flaky gaze. Flaky gaze. Um, I think we all have that friend, whether it's straight or gay, where if you're not in a couple and they're a single person, you do tend to lose them. I think all relationships go that way at the beginning. Yeah. Um, It is when they come back into your life if they've been away long term. Or you don't like their partner. Yes. And, and they, they then kind of come back into your life. It's like, how do you integrate them? Because maybe you've moved on or they've moved on and you're doing something and they kind of want to just fall back into step. Yeah. So how something was. I have to say, I kind of was that flaky gay with a sort of kind of relationship-ish thing that I was in. So very quickly, relationship or not a relationship? It wasn't a relationship. Were we at the point where it was potentially a relationship? You would need to ask the other person. Were you at the point where you were spending more time with them than your friends? Yes. But again, that was my issue. Um, flaky so yeah, gay. I, I, I was that flaky gay. I pretty much abandoned all of my friends, I think. Yeah, pretty much. On just the chance that I would get a text message. I'm free today. Do you want to come and do something? So I was that flaky gay and I have totally learned my lesson from that one. Because um, I did lose a couple of friends because of that. So yes, Leo, um, 
I have ha- I've, I've had that as a friend, and I've also been that friend. I think I think everyone has. If anyone says they've not, they're either they're obviously having a very different relationship. Yes, I think there's a difference if you are you're introducing your friends, and your friends get together. Yes. you then maybe are still doing things together with. But in all other circumstances, you do tend to see they go. But back on flaky gays, yes. you know those gays who say they're going to come round and do something and just don't turn up. Or, hi, I'll be there for nine. But what they mean is they'll be there for ten. That's more annoying. I'm so glad I'm not that kind of guy. I'm always on time. I am always on time. Don't look at me like that. When am I never not on time? Cinema. I was there on time. We're not, I was there on time. I was there like 45 minutes before the movie. We were late into something else as well because you were late. No, we didn't. Yes, we nope. Can't Absolutely not. The trailers had started. The, so we were, right. So getting back to the cinema as a topic that we constantly talk about. So Mark feels the need to be in the cinema, sat down, relaxed, all sorted before the trailers start. Because Stephen needs twenty minutes on his phone before he will turn his phone off when the movie starts. I and if you've not done that before the trailers start, you sit and do it through the trailers, and then yes. you get narky at me because you, you talk to me when I'm trying to watch the trailers. But they're trailers. You can see them on YouTube. So that's, that's <laughs> where that is going. Just to let um, everyone know, Mark is going like a beautiful shade of angry red. <laughs> which is great because Stephen has also gone that shade of red. Yes. So we do we do have another one, which was um, from someone else, just asking about LGBT hotels and B&Bs. Now, was it hotels and B&Bs in Scotland or in England or in the uh, UK? I think it's just in the UK. There, there, there was no like definition about where it was, but I think it was the UK. I think it was a UK-based. I'm sure it was UK based. So for, from my point of view, that's two separate things are asking. So hotels, from my point of view, is very rare. I've had any problem with any hotel chain. I've not. I've ever gone into. But I tend to stick to you know, big name hotel chains if I'm going anywhere where I know it's, if, they call, if staff cause an issue, I'm in a chain which have already set down and they have LGBTQ yeah. policies in place to say no. That's not acceptable behaviour from our staff. And B and B's very different story, you know. That they're personally owned, and and it's at risk. Now you said you, you could recommend a site for looking for those. Yes. Yeah, so I think everyone knows what Airbnb is. It's the online site where you can rent out someone's house or a flat or a room for anything from a day to a month, depending on what they're willing to give and what you're willing to pay. And um, they also have one called Mister B and B, which is gay friendly. So it's exactly the same. I th- I, I'm not sure Doesn't if it's... Mister B a porn site or no, a Mr. sex no, Mr. site? Or... No, you're thinking about Mr. S, the leather. Mr. S is a leather company. I think that's what you're thinking yes. about. But no, Mr. B, it is essentially Airbnb, but for a gay audience. So it sounds really... I mean, that sounds super helpful. It is. It is. It's getting bigger. Um, it's advertised every so often on Grindr. So if you're on Grindr, you'll, you'll get a pop-up about it eventually. So there's probably going to be a bit of silence while Mark looks up Mr. S or Mr. B. No, I thought it was Mr. B, but apparently apparently it's not. I've maybe thought of something else. I think you're thinking about Mr. S, the leather... Good, good, goodness knows. Um, but I'm sure we had another question. Yeah, so the same guy... I will get his Instagram name. So Stephen's now playing madly with his phone because yes. he's forgotten to take note of what he should I, um, have done. I thought I'd screen ca- I th- screenshot it, but I haven't. Yeah, so his other question was, how can we, and I, th- I think as a community, um, how can we break the stereotype of what a gay man should look like? Um, so the question was from ZRP89 on Instagram. So check him out. You, If you do want to check out his Instagram, you will need to follow him because it's a private account. But he seems to be a really nice guy. We've chatted a little bit back and forth. By we, we mean Stephen. But yes. So, yeah. Um, so back to... Right, start so the game. The question, the question was, how can we break the stereotype of what a gay man should look like? 
Great question, but I think I'd push back from that before we look into that and go, what does he think a stereotypical gay man looks yes. like? Because where we're involved with the gay community, looking at a subset of the subset, where we kind of fall into that bears category. And yes. there, there used to be a very distinct look. So I remember, you know, 90s, early noughties, very much, you know, Wrangler jeans, and Wrangler boots, yeah. checkered top, this like cowboy. Oh my god, my wardrobe was so George Michael. It was all blue denim and white t-shirts. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> god, it's better than yours, Mr. All in Black Goth Gear. I was a goth when I was a kid. I'm not ashamed or embarrassed by that. I was a goth kid. It's great. You should see the pictures. They're awful. <laughs> Blonde with black eyeliner and just awful dress sense. It's all right. Dress sense is the same. It is. But it's just not black. Um, and so, so I, th- I, th- I think from that, we, we need to go back and ask him what he thinks a gay man looks like. Now, if you're talking about maybe that gay youth question, and if I look back to my head, and especially in Edinburgh, to reference CC's and going out in that look of skinny, young, yeah. bleach blonde hair, tight t-shirt, tight denim. And, and the thing and which always sticks in my head was always very thin. Yeah, that's still the case now. But I think the, the difference, I personally, I don't feel like I hit any sort of stereotype in what I wear. Unless I'm going out to a bear event, I will wear the classic camo short, t-shirt, probably a harness baseball cap but to me you hit that hipster look so, so for all you go oh i don't classically conform to a gay look to me you conform but, to a hipster look. yes maybe less so now you're trying to move away from it and now you can probably more like a bear and cub yeah now than you did but when we first met oh my god you were hipster through and through from the top <laughs> of the tattoos to the ironic skinny jeans and the i have one pair of skinny, skinny jeans skinny that I've shorts owned. no 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 i don't have skinny shorts so somehow <laughs> so somehow Stephen killed the laptop I killed I didn't kill the laptop it was, for some reason it had done an update <laughs> in the middle of this so I think we talked for another good 15 minutes before we realised no I wasn't even that because we were literally like that we were literally talking about me having skinny shorts I think I only have one pair of skinny shorts and you've never seen them on me you've totally been out on those before no I haven't not with you I think I've, you have so so, so you so, definitely yeah. have. I, th- I think we need more to go on. If I remember rightly, yeah. Where we're going with this is if you want to send us in, what does that gay look like? Yes, I can't remember if we talked about CCs now. We did talk a little bit about CCs before it cut out or after it cut out. Ooh, that's why I'm not sure. Do you want to pause this? Can you go back further? I need to actually. Yeah, I'll just stop it and then pause. So we did a quick pause and back after we listened to see that we had already gone through yes. CCs. So I think we are at that point where it's you know we do need you to give us. More of what you think a stereotypical gay look yeah, looks like. If so if anyone wants to write into the podcast or the um, the Instagram page, you know, please write in and let us know what you think a gay looks like or what someone who is gay now looks like as a stereotype yes. rather than as an individual. I think that's it for all the questions. For all the questions. So, so the next bit we're going on to is um, sexual health and sexual health online. So yes. we, we amongst ourselves talk a lot about our own sexual health. So... Um, you know, I've been quite upfront and honest with you about, you know, going to the doctors, yes. about getting on PrEP, all of that, you know, health scare with um, hepatitis A earlier on the year, which yes. which wasn't myself, but, you know, we did have a, a close group of friends from London and Wales and, and everywhere, in the, everywhere in the UK where it was about touch wood, you know, I... I I, it wasn't something which affected me. It did affect someone in my life, which meant I did have to go and get some regular boosters, which is where, um, from my point of view, the PrEP conversation yes. came about. Um, so so interesting from Scotland's point of view, PrEP has become available through our sexual health clinics for yes. free. 
it's not available somewhere on NHS England yet. Not yet. It is only available. I think they're still trialing it and the FDA still wants to prove it as effective. Um, And it's really interesting because in actual fact it's not Truvada. So this is my second lot of subscription. So I've been on it for four months. Had some pretty rough side effects the first couple of weeks. Which were quite hilarious. Yeah, for you. Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, If anyone does want us to talk more about that, please drop us a line. We'll go more into that. Uh, everything seems to have settled down now more, but 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 again, that's me having that choice to talk about my sexual health, or you having that choice yeah, to think, talk about your own sexual yeah, health. Yeah, I think between the both of us and our wider circle of friends, I think we're all very open about talking about sexual health. I think I you. <laughs> I, I think well with with my my friends and I spe- and I work work as well. So I'm predominantly like one of like three or four gay guys at work. But I do actually talk a lot about sexual health with my straight colleagues a lot. I think people are okay talking about sexual health until they catch something. Yes. Or until they have an issue. So, so, yes. so it's all fun and games and people are very open and honest. Up until that point where they catch something and then suddenly we become very British. Yes. You're very, so when, very stiff up a little bit. Yes. We're just not talking about it. It's I, not happening. I really enjoyed when the Hep A epidemic just exploded in the UK because <laughs> I had a few friends that were all posting on Facebook, I have John Diss, I have this and I have that. I and have then, gallstones. Yes, I have gallstones. No, you were <laughs> you were at the Union Cup. And Patient X was obviously at Union Cup too, and you were all having unprotected sex. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was, you know, because it was best. It just was on as well. No, I, this was before. This was before Seychelles. I, th- I think why they've pulled it from when we look at my group of friends, it's definitely started from it was, Lon- London. It was based. London. It was, so we think it was a club night. So, so we think it was poss- potentially a club night in, in London, yeah. which attended by a lot of guys. So f- from our friends group, who, who we know, <laughs> who, were, who were touched. Should we say yes. touched by this experience? Um, um, definitely fall into the Bayes category. Yes. They, they don't, from my point of view, definitely didn't see, be, seem to be my S&M friends or my leather friends. It seemed no. to be more of my Bayes Yeah, my bae it friends. was definitely. It just seemed to be that sort of group. But it was it was funny. Like, just seeing all of them on Facebook going, I'm ill. And it's like, you all have hep A. That's why you have jaundice. <laughs> why are you denying it? We all know the truth. What was even better was your lovely passive-aggressive Facebook post about it. After I was having that conversation, I'd gone, by the way, everyone, just to let you know, Health Scotland is saying this one out. Yes, they did. Like, there was the Health Scotland, NHS, England, were all posting about Hep A, and it was like, these are my friends. <laughs> Get tested. <laughs> Denied. <Thanks. laughs> but it is, as I say, people are all upfront and honest talking about it, up until they catch something. Yeah, like, completely. I, I mean, I'm lucky. I, I get tested regularly. I've not had an S. I do get tested regularly. I'm not on prep yet. I know, and this is a bone of contention with me. It's, not, it's not a bone of contention with me. It is a choice. It is. It absolutely is. And I, I will get around to it, but I get tested every three months. I do. Don't raise your eye at me like that. I get, And I make sure that I have a very good sexual health history. Oh my god, my last test, the man was so mean taking my blood. So I thought good. he was trying to pop it out like my vein, like good. a spot. And you deserve it. Uh, and for anyone else who's had the HPV vaccine, uh, which they're now doing for gay men in Scotland, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that hurts! <laughs> I thought I, Did I, you thought, have some, a I thought someone had punched my arm. It was really sore. And Compared to the Hep A vaccines and yeah. all of the other ones I've had, the HPV shot that really, really hurts. Have you have you not had yours yet? No, no, it's a nightmare one because it's um, three vaccines. Yeah. yeah, so it's an absolute nightmare. 
to fit it in, especially when you're, you're having to go between work. Your body yeah. really oh. hurts. It's like old-fashioned injection. Oh, no, that just sounds like hell. My other thing is, I, when people sexual health online, I just think it's nasty and cruel. And if you have a sexual health history where you have had an infection or a disease, it's your choice whether you disclose that or not. It's just it's vile and horrid behaviour if you disclose someone else's sexual health history and like the past week I encountered someone that disclosed someone else's um, sexual health history online now was it to put this a little bit more in context was it them disclosing that person's sexual health history or how they delivered that disclosure it was a, 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 a bit of both or it was both um, so this guy's uh, photo had been posted on Instagram and then this other person who was representing a company and using the company's Instagram account disclosed that this person built this person's sexual health history which he had no right to do not his personal history absolutely 100% completely inappropriate for all different manners the comment was removed almost instantly and then there was a private message sent to this company's Instagram saying you know this is abs- this is abhorrent behaviour you should not be doing this this is this person's right to disclose their own sexual health history if they choose to and the guy was just so he didn't care his his opinion was basically he's a horrid person who does horrid things so I'm not embarrassed or even I don't even feel guilty about it and it's just it's horrible if you'd done that in a place of work you would probably be sacked for gross misconduct but, that, just, but this is again this is it's it, such a really interesting interesting one because this is potentially someone doing it in a public forum, personally. Rather yes. It's slightly different with the example you've given because there is a business representation yeah. there. But, but if it had been public, if, for example, it had been between us, you, you know, and I was posting something directly onto yes. your Facebook wall that maybe people wouldn't. I mean, another great example was a post you put up, I can't remember if it was December time, November time, of something similar. Um, if you know oh, what I was talking about. Yeah, around, yeah, yeah. Around, and it was... The post itself was so generic around sexual health and kind of saying, look, my sexual health is no one else's business and it's no one else's business to post Yes. Me. But off the back of that post, it, it, the reaction from people and people who actually put you in a position where you had to make a decision. I then, yeah. You, you, you had to... You had I was to, essentially forced to disclose that I was I wasn't HIV positive, which is ridiculous. If I have HIV, I'm not going to affect anyone because I know how to keep myself and others safe. And that was the whole point of the post, was that that's my choice to disclose. If I choose, that's my, I, I, I get 100% my choice. But it, was, but it was interesting because the pressure of coming from you the, wasn't so much gay men. It, it wasn't. It was interesting. It was your family members. It wasn't. And, I had, and street colleagues. It was. It was just, but it was just beyond, like, I was so flabbergasted by it. And it was like, I literally had to come out and say that I didn't have HIV. Well, you can't see the moment is feeling like you're really confused and frustrated with Facebook going, Cause it's really I want slow. to know where this post is and I can find it. Um, are you on this internet? I am. Um, I posted it as a photo, didn't I? It was. It was. I can't remember if it was a photo or a meme. It was, it was something and then it went through. No, I think it was a photo. Um, so I should be able to find it quicker that way. I'm sure it was some reaction off of something similar to this. It was. No, I had, I'd posted something on Instagram and it got a lot of traction. Because again, I, I like having random discussions. Oh, no, it was when this whole Sahara thing. Um, Give me more to go on. Sahara is that... Um, Sahara Davenport? No. It's an app that was basically asked oh, the, the, anonymous questions. Yes, and a lot of people kind of... So someone had asked 
are you HIV? I was like, oh, well, that's not really a question because HIV isn't a, a, per, a, a, a person. Yes. I think um, I, I remembered you'd initially gone back with that facetious comment yeah, onto it. And, and then you and To be fair, it was your other half that had commented the exact same thing that I was going to comment. It was like, well, no, because HIV isn't a person, so I can't be HIV. Um, it, it just escalated um, and at one point I had there was a whole conversation with a lot of colleagues and random people that were on my Facebook and at one point I had to put um, also guys for the record I didn't declare my HIV status um, for the very reason that it doesn't matter one way or another so you found the post on yeah, your so, Facebook so, so is, this, is this your initial comment or is this your this, response back this was my it, response so I had there was a whole load of conversation about so it. how did it start what was the opening so the opening was someone had asked me are you HIV um, on this Sahara app I had started the Sahara because I thought all my friends were going to be shady and say you're a bitch and all that not Sahara Davenport not Sahara Davenport Um, so someone had said are you HIV question mark and my original comment was why does this matter what difference would it make in your life if I was HIV positive? If my sexual health affects you, it's because of two things. One, you are me. Two, we are having sex. Both of these facts are not true to you. Um, if you don't know enough, find out. Go to Terence Higgins Trust website. Ask your doctor. We need to stop the ill-perceived stigma attached to HIV and AIDS. So that was the original comment, and there was... 30 comments in the whole stream. At one point, I had got a private message from a family member. I literally had to disclose that I was HIV negative, which in this day and age is ridiculous. You know, I grew up with one of my neighbours who was like a brother to me. He died of an age-related illness when I was really young. So it's it's always been a conversation in my life. It's always been there. So it's never been anything scary. But to actually have... So here's here's the comment. So I got an email from a family member who had seen it. And I had to I had to address it at this point. Because they they came up with really... Emo- the, um, the email was quite emotional. It was quite horrid as well. But that was more of them as a person than anything else than the topic. So then had to reply to that. So, right, guys, after all the email from a relative who is somehow concerned, I feel I need to declare that I'm not HIV positive. The reason I posted this was to have a conversation regarding uh, stigmatism around it. For me personally, someone's HIV status is none of my business unless they tell me or I'm gauging an unprotected sex, which I never do with them. This is what I feel, and I never have, never will discriminate based on that. I'm more likely to discriminate you if you don't like dogs. My point was to get people talking about it um, and the subject and have an honest and authentic feeling about it. Be that the broad topic or be that about me and how your feelings towards me would change if I was HIV positive. I'm not going to apologise to anyone, anyone though, um, for not declaring my status. One way or another, it truly is no one else's business apart from my own. So there it is. I'm not HIV positive and no one should have mattered in the first place. And that that was... Uh, from how you feel about that... I must point out to anyone who is in Edinburgh, Skotsky yes. has brought out its first publication yes. for over a year, so it's back in its paper-based format, which is which is always nice. Uh, on the top of that, I've just realised that they charge £1.50 for it if you buy it as a magazine. Really? It's something I've never bought before. It's always been free and things. Um, my favourite section is there, speaking of where we're coming from about sexual health, their opening article is on the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh, I love them. Um, which is nonsenses. And what I didn't realise is their opening six statement states that in 1979, three queer men walked into a bar in San Francisco, Castro's district, dressed as nuns, and that is how they started their yeah. movement. Um, but, but for anyone at local, uh, Scottsgate does seem to be back out publishing in the press. It is still online. It's never not been online. But it is nice to see the paper-based yeah. copy back out again. I know I'm dropping things. Yes. <laughs> he likes to fidget. Um, off to that, so we're going to go on to New Year. So, yes. so we are... 
hosting New Year again this year. So, so as people will have heard in our previous podcast, yes. our last New Year party, you were not very well. I was not very you well. You were a delicate plum. I was. I was supplied with so many different alcoholic concoctions. Not that <laughs> I refused them. You did. Remember, people, you can say no. I know, but it was fun, and we were playing drinking games. And so I'm not doing this year. Yes, but I'm not going to get as drunk this year. No, so, so our plan again this year is to have people around. So currently, um, me and my partner are hosting. Yes. So we have one couple coming up, two single friends coming up, another couple staying for New Year. Yeah. Yourself. Yes. And hipster Chris yes. coming over. Possibly another friend, Xander, who works at um, the local sex shop. So we'll maybe ask him about coming on at some point to talk yes. about what it's like to work in the, the sex industry. But not the sex industry, yeah. <laughs> um, just because I think it would be really interesting. So we, we will have lots of fun there. Now, me and my partner have hosted a few times, and we try to kind of upbeat when we're in. So we try to keep on top of everyone. So the only yeah. downside is if, if you're not used to our, our relationship and how we work as a couple, people can find it a bit a bit strange and weird, yeah. which kind of leads me on to my next section is... um. People hosting and people hosting events. Yes. So, so someone else has asked us to go back to this and about, you know, what do you do when your hosts of your event is not very good or your hosts seem uninterested yes. or not engaging with your, with, with, with your participants, with your participants? No, with your punters. Clientele? Nah, I'll do. Yes. With your trade. Um, so, yeah, we, we we spoke about this about on the podcast that I deleted. I'm sorry. Did we speak about it on that one? We did, yeah. Um. So, I it frustrates me. I, I get the whole idea where promoters want to have hot guys hosting, handing out drinks, go-go dancing. The whole go-go scene is definitely picking up in the UK. <laughs> in the last couple of years, it has. It's, it's not so much that. What, what I love is, is we talk about the go-go scene. Now, in the UK, you need to remember... If you are dancing on a bar in a jock strap, we are not going to tip you. No, the lowest absolutely no not. denomination you can get in the UK is a five pound note. I am not stuffing anyone's jock strap with a no. five pound. That is the equivalent of two to three drinks, depending on the bar. Yes, uh, or one. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, and I'm, re- I'm really sorry if you are being paid to dance on that bar. I'm not tipping. Slightly different to what I've seen in the states, where someone is up in the bar dancing on a jock strap, and I have a dollar bill. Yeah. Although and, and I have to say, the last time I was in the states, I tipped the go dancer like fifty dollars. That's because you're easy. But he was really hot. Did he let you touch him a lot? <laughs> <laughs> so you got your fr- so what you're telling me is you tipped him fifty dollars and you got your fifty dollars worth. Yeah, I, I I got my fifty dollars worth. So now back to that being a good dancer, could he dance? Yes, he could. No, and this is my biggest frustration, especially in the UK, because the the and I'm I'm doing quote marks in the air. The the go-go dancers in the UK do not, well, not all of them, but the majority of them, and the few that I've seen several times cannot dance. They cannot entertain. All they want to do is stand in a corner with all the muscle boys and chat about going to the gym. Now, if you're there to do a paid job, do your job. It's as simple as that. That's all I ask for. If I turn up to work and I just decide, I'm not going to do my job today. I'm just going to sit in a far corner and not do my job. I'm going to get pulled up about it. So this is, so that to me, this is two different things. So you have a go-go dancer who is maybe just there to dance and is there to be seen. To me, as a, as a go-go dancer, that's usually what you're employed for. You're employed yeah. to be seen dancing and to get people on the dance floor. And as a host, that's slightly different. So if you're on the front door, yeah. if, you, if you're if you're intermingle with the crowd and get the crowd buzzing, slightly different. So I, I think you, you've no, two no, no. points there. I, I do. In the UK, it's slightly different because generally the hosts end up, well, not end up, but the hosts are the go-go dancers. They'll do an hour at the front door between sort of 11 and 12, hand out the free shots, 
and then sort of half twelve they'll get into their jock and they'll go-go dance. I'm sorry, why aren't they on the door in their jock? I don't know, but generally they're not. It depends on where they are in the UK, to be honest. If they're in Scotland, if they're hosting in Scotland, they're not going to be at the door in a jock. Please, if they're in Scotland, they're not going to be in the club in a jock. Well, <laughs> no, they, they don't, usually they are. Speaking um, from experience? Speaking from experience. XX, was it the XXL? Um, oh, no, you were quite well-dressed at XXL. You I was oh. well-dressed at XXL. It was Ginger 2 who was... It was Ginger 2 that lost his harness that and That was the first XXL. And... <laughs> Oh, no. Lost his hands to the first XXL. No, he didn't go to the first XXL because he wasn't in Edinburgh at the time. Must have been the second one because he, he, he had the lycra on the second on, one. And he took it off on um, stage, which he's got to stop doing because that's where he keeps um, losing his stuff. But yeah, so it just frustrates me. These, these people that are paid well are not fulfilling their job. And it's frustrating because every every person that goes into that club deserves even a high from these people. And they don't get that. Everyone pays the same door price. So everyone should be treated to that same, do you want a shot? You know, mingling, not the vacant look if you don't fit that stereotypical look that they are attracted to. But hosting is such a new thing in the UK because a lot of people are, to give you an example, if you go into a shop and someone comes up to you and they do that thing of, hi, can I help you with anything? And you're like, please go away, yeah. leave me alone, do not invade my personal space. For a lot of guys who are maybe hosting for the first time, don't know how to read a crowd, maybe don't understand that concept of going, you're being paid to bounce around your jockstrap. Yes, you can say no, but to be honest with you, sometimes you just have to suck it up and sit on the boy you don't like slap yes. to get that picture, to get your promotional shot. Exactly. There. Because you are your own brand, and that is what you're promoting when you host an event, is you promote yourself. You coming away from that event and people going, that person was a bit shady, they weren't interested, is not going to lead your brand yeah. strong. I think that's more where you're coming from. It is. It's For just For all you're complaining, you're frustrating, these people maybe don't know, and I could justify why they maybe don't get it. But if they don't know, Surely they should be self-aware enough. But again, in the UK, there's not a history of that. That that hosting, especially not like if we compare it to America or what I was seeing, you know, when I've been over. We don't really have that. We don't. And it is, it's a new sort of scene, that sort of hosting, go-go dancing, have, having that face of the club night. Because I've gone to club nights before where I've ended up in a cage dancing all night and I'm not paid to do it. I'm and not I surprised. Can, and, I, and I can't dance for heck anything unless you're watching me do a steps routine in which case it's hilarious. <laughs> so, so to give people a bit of a background We'll, we'll my, try and get that on video. <laughs> about my dancing. If you think 80s Grace Jones drag queen where my feet plant kind of shoulder width apart and then nothing moves from my waist down but lots of arm flailing kind of looks like a... No, I get that. The crazy girl? You are crazy so it's fine. Unlike your dancing. Oh, I'm awful. You just wait. You're like a tree. You, you could be that child in the kids' performance of going, <laughs> be a tree. I, I'm an awful dancer. I loved goth music. I loved rock. I then got into the rave scene. I then like pop. I then like indie. I look like a flailing chicken. Oh, I totally want to get you a couple of glow sticks next time we're out and get a picture oh, of you with no. your glow sticks and your poppers. I look like a flailing chicken. I I thoroughly admit that, but I dance for me. I don't dance for anyone else, and I enjoy it. But yeah, the whole host go-go thing is it's a big frustration. I think it's because I know and chat to a lot of the go-go dancers and hosts in America, and it is it's so polished over there. You know, you have your hosts, and they will talk to every single person in the club, and they will circulate all day and all night long. Here, here it does seem to be you have to fit a certain type. And 
or they'll not talk to you. So it still seems to be. So I think even how you're comparing it, it's almost like, oh, I'm out with my friends. I'm not actually. Ta- I'm not. That's I'm exactly not taking. What it's on, like. I'm not taking on board that I'm here to promote the club. Exactly. I'm here to promote myself, but to do that, I'm just going to aim for those people yes. who can help me promote. And it's not just one or two. It's like I've seen go-go dancers in Manchester, in Glasgow, in Edinburgh. It does seem to be the only one to deal with anyone that's muscled or anyone that goes to the gym or you know that look where the, the pumped up guys and that's all they're interested in see I think that's unfair because we both know muscle guys who are not like no that. we do and if and, they, and have the other the other experience where they go out and they feel intimidated yes, and no, they have their own body absolutely, absolutely but they, they're going out as someone that's going to the club they're not going to get paid to promote the club and that's where my face I should know some of them I've seen in their pants promoting the club <laughs> but that but that's where my face they might be in pants promoting the club, but were they getting paid for it? Were they being hosts? That's where my big frustration is. You're there to do a job, and it does not seem like you're fulfilling that duty. Now, do we blame the go-go dancers and the hosts? Maybe. Should we blame the promoters for not kicking them up the ass and saying, you need to push, push your game up? You need to talk to everyone, because everyone pays the same price to get in. Everyone deserves your time, because that's what we're paying you to do. Again, I suppose it depends how you pay your fee as well. So if you listen to a lot of the drag queens where it's, you know, Get half yes. before you get to the venue. Yes. You get half either before you go on or yeah, after or you after. go on. And is that making sure you, you the host can then sit there and go, this is what's expected of you. Yes. If you don't deliver, exactly. I, I'm not paying. This is what I want from my night out. And I, th- I think, but again, your experience to maybe someone else's experience. So maybe yeah. if you were in the crowd where they were hosting or, or they were entertaining and not being on the outside of that group. Oh, no, I have been. have been different. I have been, and that, that's where sort of my personal experience comes from. Down in Manchester, I was at a club and I was chatting to a whole group of friends. I think there were about 10 or 12 of us. One of the host's go-go dancers literally barged into me to talk to the person that I was with. And it's like, how dare you? I paid the same price to get in. You cannot see the absolute yes. look of horror and disgust no, on Stephen's face. It frustrates me. It really does. It's, it, I don't know how to describe it. It, it genuinely just frustrates me because whether you are muscled, whether you're skinny, regardless, you pay the price to get in. You expect and deserve the exact same experience and treatment from your host and your go-go dancers. It's as simple as that. Whether that go-go dancer host is attracted to you or not, they're there to be, get paid. They're not there to make a personal choice. That's kind of, that's kind of where that's I am. So Again, it's an evolving sort of entertainment industry. industry. It really is, and it, it will get better. And there's amazing go-go dancers and hosts in the UK. There is. Absolutely fantastic ones. My experience with some of them have been awful. So getting back, back to me and my partner hosting, hopefully yes. we will not give yes. that interview. But you forget, we also do it for personal friends. So if we don't like you, yes. I am not yes. going no. to care. No, exactly. But I know I, I, I've been here before when you've been hosting, and it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> you just love watching the mess we get into. I do. It's so much fun. Mm. It's like my own personal soap opera. Um, So looking at what I've got on my list, I think we've gone through pretty much everything. Yeah, we've gone So we've we've made it up. Um, Was there anything from the podcast that you ate and destroyed... You haven't been giving any more freebies that we you need no, to promote I or plug. Um, what was the name of the um, the butt plug? Can you remember from the last podcast? Yes, it was the Nexus. And have you tried it again since? I have tried it twice. I had a slightly better experience the second time. Um, <laughs> again, I, I'm not a bottom. No, I'm please. right up there with the. I'm shy. shy. 
I'm not shy. I'm just mildly introverted in groups of people I don't know. Easy. So, um, but yeah, I, I've tried it. I it was certainly more enjoyable the second time round. You know, I may try it again. Oh, that reminds me. Um, just something different. I do have Willem's book to read. Yes, uh, I saw that. As well, as a way. So we'll need to read that and then pass that over to you because we have listened to another interview with her, which we talked about before. But yes. So much fun. Such it fun. is. And um, also, we have a comment from Husky Alex Ni, which wanted me, who wanted me to be whipped. He is looking for the belt. The belt. Um, yes. Really? Wow, that was quick. We haven't even. We haven't even. Yes. So. We will, we will organise this for the next one because potentially, depending on how organised we are, we could do one after New Year, yeah. um, or possibly next week. So I think that's everything for me. So um, happy New Year to everyone that comes yes, for 2018. Send us some pics. Let us know what you are doing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When did it become the sort of podcast where we're asking for pictures? Not that type of pictures. I don't want to see them, like, you know, balls deep in their New Year fuck. The look of guilt on your face which says that's <laughs> totally what you're I mean, asking if for. If you want to send them, send them. But that's not what I'm looking for. No, but just have a good New Year. Um, if you're having a party with any of your gay friends, send us some pics. We might repost them. Uh, we should maybe try and do a live live feed over New Year when you're here and we've got everyone we around. We could. We could try that, but probably better to do it on your own page yes um, or um, like an Instagram live yeah we could do, th- we we could. do something like that very quickly just to show you the mess we're in or we could even if um, we're playing gamey do you want to plug gamey uh, we could so if anyone hasn't played this we did have a friend Jason come over from the States who brought it over for us last year and we have now used it with a friend several times so it's um, a drinking game called the gamey j-a-y-m-e-e yes um, lots of fun uh, a lot of the cards sometimes are slightly too American so we do tend to just bin them um, but some of the other ones are lots of fun and that is usually our icebreaker yes new we have into a group um one of our poor muscle friends we had round um andrew done very badly for it i believe it was the end every sentence with the word like yes with his um southern accent like <laughs> and um, he forgot almost every time <laughs> um, and then another of our friends who are coming for this year had to be a princess the entire round yes. <laughs> done very well at that but lots of silly questions, things like Ram Robin questions, where you, you know, name a Britney Spears song, yeah, name mean a girls, musical. Or Mean Girls quote, that was always a good one. Name a perfume. Have you seen Mean Girls? You're looking like you're lost. I know Mean Girls, but I actually don't know any of the quotes. Oh, bad gay. Bad Absolutely. gay. But yeah, I think that's that's us. We could round this So, up. very quickly, Stephen, if people want to get in touch with you yes. or they'd like to check you out... Um, I am on Just a Hometown Boy, all one word, no underscores. And Mark, yourself? I am on Instagram as Sparky Cub, that's Sparky with an I, or anything else as Sparky underscore Cub, again with an I. Yes. And we will add some pictures to our Instagram page. I think we've got some black and white ones from our photo shoot yes. with Hipster Chris. Uh, we'll put some lovely ones of the pain being inflicted by yes, Stephen. Yes, beautiful. And then we will also look at getting some up from New Year. Yes. And if anyone else wants us to add or see any other pictures of us on that page, please let us know. Let us know. Um, also, if you would like to contact us, you can do so by email at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com or on Instagram. What is our Instagram? I don't know because you've got the notes in front of you. My phone's on charge. He forgot. He should know. Okay, two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> so Stephen has it up on his phone. Yes. So it's Instagram at podcast bear with me. Oh, you've just got a growl of messages. Oh, have I? Yes. Seriously? No, yes. Oh, good. No. Give me, give me. No, no, no. no. Give me. So, <laughs> 
Do you want it? Yes, yeah, give, it? give it? me phone. See it, see it. Give me my phone. Yeah. Uh, if, it's, if it's a good message, I'll read it out live. <laughs> um, so yes, contact us. It's podcastbearwithme, either at gmail.com or on Instagram. We don't have a Facebook at the moment. I don't think I'm going to do a Facebook because it's just, no, it just it is genuinely so much work. And to be honest with you, I don't use my, fa- my personal it, Facebook yeah. enough now. Um, the links we keep putting on Facebook and that, to be honest with you, from, from where we're looking at enough. Um, but no, Happy New Year when it comes to anyone. Yes, and I didn't have a uh, growler message. You lied. I know. I just like the look of panic on oh, your face. Oh, nasty. Because you really popular. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Would you like to look into Fab Guys? Because you probably got a message there. I probably will. Uh, yeah, I probably have. I was online. I normally get a message. I'm a slut. <laughs> I'm so taking that out. Uh, Stephen's not a slut. He's just friendly. I'm friendly. Anyway, that's us. Good night. Goodbye. Have a good day. Have a good new year. Say something, you dick. So Stephen would like me to say something because he's desperate not to have the last word. So again, have a nice new year when it comes.